Hey, this is Rich Wilkerson. I'm the pastor of Voo Church in Miami, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Today is, is Good Friday, and Good Friday, when it happened, didn't feel good by any means. In fact, it felt the opposite. Uh, if we would have been there 2,000 years ago at the scene when Jesus died, everyone there that day would have said it was Bad Friday. But the reason why we're celebrating is because we know the end of the story. But on Friday when Jesus died, it's a beautiful moment for us to pause and to remember what he did. You see, remembrance on the faith journey always brings strength. I'm so grateful that tonight we took a moment to receive communion. It's amazing because right now during this quarantine, so many people are turning to different things. They're turning different things to try to numb the pain, to try to forget. Some people drink alcohol because they're simply trying to forget what's going on around them. You know what's beautiful about believers? We don't drink to forget. No, when we drink, we drink to remember, to remember God's faithfulness, to remember his sacrifice. You know, Don Cherie, when I was growing up in Tacoma, uh, Papa, who's now with Jesus, he had this beautiful church called Life Center. You went there with me when we were kids. But there was this big auditorium, and then on the side, there was this little auditorium. It was called the Grace Chapel. Did you guys have a chapel in your church growing up? I don't think so, no. Yeah, we had a little chapel, and I don't really know what it was. I think it was for like small weddings and maybe maybe for funerals. But we used to sneak in there as kids, and there was this big table at the front of the stage. And inscribed on the table, it said, do this in remembrance of me. And on Sunday nights, when we received communion in the big auditorium, they would wheel over this big table and they'd put all the elements of communion on top of the table. And they would serve the communion from this table. It says, do this in remembrance of me. Because the whole point of that time was to reflect on what it was that Jesus did. And today on Good Friday, we're gonna pause. And there's three things that we want you to remember. The first is, is that we want you to remember the reality of Jesus. This is so important. I wanted to read a passage because when we're talking about the reality of Jesus, in light of this day, Good Friday, we're remembering the reality of Jesus' death. Mark chapter 15, let me just read Mark's account of the crucifixion, of the death of Jesus. Mark 15 verse 16 says, the soldiers led Jesus away into the palace and called together the whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. Again and again, they struck him on the head with a staff and spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. When they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put it on his clothes on him. Then they led him out to crucify him. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way in from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each one would get. It was the third hour and they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, so you are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days? Come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Christ, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross 
that we may see and believe. Those crucified him, those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. Watch this. At the sixth hour, darkness came over the whole land till the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloah, Eloah, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, sometimes when we start to think about the passion account of what Jesus went, many times we want to turn away and we don't want to deal with it because it's messy and it's ugly and it's brutal. But I think it's so important that we take time to consider how deep Jesus's love is for us, that he paid the price for our sin. You see, he was beaten, he was spit on, he was mocked. They stripped him of his clothes. They put nails in his hands, nails in his feet. They stretched him wide and they hung him high. In fact, he was crucified between two thieves, two criminals. And even these criminals, these lawbreakers, they mocked him and they hurled insults at him while he was dying. Little did they know he was actually dying their death and he was dying our death. I think on this day, it is so important for us to gain strength into the future, for us to remember all that Jesus went through. Because when I consider and reflect upon his sacrifice, gratitude overwhelms my heart. Gratitude begins to rise up inside of me and I'm so grateful for all that Jesus did. Maybe you're wondering, why did he have to die? Why did he die? The scripture says in Romans that the wages of sin is death, meaning sin has to be paid. And sin's payment is death. Yet you and I, we're the ones who are the sinners. We're the ones who broke God's law. We're the one who fell from God's original design. We're the ones who worship the creation instead of the creator. Yet Jesus, the spotless sacrifice, the perfect son of God, he came and he traded places with us. You see on the cross, he wasn't just dying for you. He was dying as you. And on that cross, he didn't just take your sin. He became sin so much so that the father in heaven turned his back on the sun. That's when Jesus cried out, Eloah, Eloah, lama sabachthani, my God, why have you forsaken me? As God turned his head from the sun, he turned his head towards us because God's wrath, it was poured out upon Jesus. And now we receive God's blessing when we put our trust in Jesus. Oh, friends, they stripped him naked so that you and I, we could be clothed in righteousness. Tonight, on this Good Friday, why don't we take a moment to simply remember the reality of Jesus's death? I promise you, gratitude will well up in your heart. It will, and when we just take the time to read like Rich just did, what Jesus went through, it's more horrific than we could ever imagine. What Jesus walked through for you and for me. When we look to his sacrifice and we understand and remember his reality, of the crucifixion, we are awakened to remember our responsibility. Mm, so good. See, you and I have a responsibility as sons and daughters of God. And that responsibility isn't put on us to try to achieve something or to do something to prove our worth more. No, that responsibility is given to us out of the price that Jesus paid. And as we accept what he did on Calvary 2000 years ago, as we believe in the empty tomb and new life found in him, all of a sudden, our new identity as a daughter of God, as a son of God, all of a sudden that new identity gives us a new mandate. 
Now, there have been a lot of mandates yeah. in our city over the last month. There have been a lot of mandates in our nation and around the world. But Jesus, He gave us a mandate as His followers. And in Romans chapter 5, I love what it says. It simply says this. It says, If, when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of His Son, now that we're at our best, Just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of His resurrection life. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose, but we sing and we shout our praises to God through Jesus, the Messiah. You know, our first responsibility as followers of Jesus is to be worshipers mm. of the Most High God. Amen. Because we have a reason to sing. We have a reason to worship. We have a reason to proclaim the name of Jesus with hope in our hearts. Even in the middle of a crisis like this, we can know that the name of Jesus brings hope. And it's our responsibility not just to keep that hope that we have to ourselves, but it's our responsibility to take it to a lost and hurting world. And you say, Don Shree, I can't even go outside of my house. But you know what? Thank God for technology. Thank God that we can text our family and friends and that we can share with them that, you know, this Sunday, maybe they have never been to church in their life. Maybe they've never been open to it before. But I believe that this Sunday, this Easter Sunday, is the perfect opportunity mm. to you to go, you know what? Because I remember Jesus' reality, I can now remember my own responsibility that I'm going to actually respond to the price that so Jesus good. paid by sharing the hope. And I want to encourage you because oftentimes when it comes to the biggest Sunday of the year, which is Easter, because a lot of people only attend on Easter, a lot of times we only think of the people that we know. We think of our family and our friends who don't usually go to church who hopefully will be encouraged and and their God's love will reach them where they are. But can can you take it a step further this weekend? Because I want you to think of your immediate neighborhood. I want you to think about the hallway in your apartment, all the doors that you pass by. You know, usually your neighbors might be out of town. They might have work on Sunday, but this is a special, different Easter, probably different from any Easter of our entire lives that we've experienced or is yet to come because everybody is sheltered in and everyone can actually tune in to Easter services this Sunday. What would happen if instead of just inviting the people you knew, you took some time to write a note, just left it outside the door in the hallway of your apartment to your neighbors, just saying, hey, I'm your neighbor, thinking of you. This Sunday, we're having a service. I'd so love to good. invite you. How could the hope of Jesus meet them? What if you maybe just dropped off some groceries or some toilet paper at the neighbor's house down the street, outside the door. You're not intruding, nothing wrong with it, but with a letter that says, hey, this Sunday we're having service. See, I think that your house is a lighthouse. I think your house was put on that hallway for a reason. I think you were placed in that neighborhood for a reason. I think that while we're sheltered in and not meeting corporately, this could be the largest outreach in the history of the church because we can mobilize like never before 
and we can reach out to people in our neighborhoods. Let's take it as our responsibility. Let's not just get hype about it or think it's a cool idea. Let's actually walk through this door because it won't be open forever. Let's say, Lord, today we remember the price you paid. Because we remember your reality on the cross, we remember our responsibility. So good, Don Cherie. I really believe that when we focus and discover the reality of what Jesus did, our only reasonable response will be to worship Him and share Him with other people. But I think the last thing that we want you to think about this evening, wherever you're tuning in from, if you're on YouTube right now, come on, just give me an I love you sign. If you're on Facebook right there, come on, let's get some I love you signs going. I just love communicating that to you. The third thing that I I want you to consider, first is that I want you to remember the reality of Jesus. I want you to remember your responsibility. But lastly, remember the Father's reason. And this is so important on Good Friday of all days. Why did God allow Jesus to die? Well, we know why. Maybe the most famous passage in all the scriptures, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You see, the thing that motivated God the Father to send Jesus was that he loves you and he loves me. People go all throughout their life, never putting value on their lives, wondering what they're worth. Let me tell you, you are worth Jesus to God. God wanted you so bad that he allowed his only begotten son to take your place. I love that quote, we use it a lot in our church. You can give without loving, but man, you cannot love without giving. Giving is a part of love. You know, I'm so proud of our church. It has been amazing to watch. I think a crisis, it can take, you know, pull the worst out of you, but in another case, it can pull the best out of you. And I have been so amazed by the generosity, people giving financially, but people serving, even in the midst of a pandemic. Why are people giving? Why are people serving? Why do people continue to tithe? People continue to financially support this community. People serving mining, why do Because they love it. And because they love it, they're motivated to give. And you should know that God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. The reason why we're taking time today to, to worship all throughout this stream is because that's the whole point of Good Friday, that I am overwhelmed with gratitude. Jesus, you took my place. You died my death. That's the punishment I deserve, but now I get the great reward because you traded place with me. What a beautiful exchange, but Lord, I know there's a responsibility for my life. I know that I'm called to worship you. Worship's not a thing I do, it's it's my lifestyle. Everything I do now, I do it unto you, Jesus. Whatever my job is, whatever position I find myself in, no matter what the season is, scenario, I'm, do, I'm there to be a representative of Jesus, to share the good news. And I know why I'm doing it. It's because I am loved. And if you hear anything, on this Good Friday, please hear, you are loved. Let's remember the love of God. You know, Jesus, he died in between two criminals. It's an amazing story. I used to preach a message back in the day called Three Crosses. And what each one of the crosses represented, one cross represented rebellion because the man, he was there and he was cursing Jesus. Jesus' cross, well, it resembles redemption. But the third cross, 
It represents remembrance. Because the other criminal, he shouted out, this man, Jesus, has done nothing wrong. He does not deserve this. And the man says, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus says, on this day, you will be with me in paradise. See, the beautiful promise of Jesus is that when we take time to remember him, he promises to remember us back. I don't know who you are, or how you got onto the stream. Maybe you're a part of Vue Church, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just trying to fulfill some sort of religious obligation because you go, hey, I think Good Friday is a good time to go to church. I want you to know it's not a coincidence that you're here. And I want you to know that salvation happens that quick. How does it happen? By remembering and declaring that Jesus is Lord. One criminal got it, the other criminal, they both lived the same life. They both broke all the rules. They both were unworthy, but one decided to say, Jesus, you don't deserve this. And I, I'm gonna, I, I want you to remember me. And Jesus says, I will remember you this day in paradise. It was salvation in the moment. And that's what Jesus does. And that's what is offered to you. So if you don't know him today, I wanna give you a chance on Good Friday right now just to simply surrender, just to simply say, I remember you. I believe Jesus, you are who that you said that you are. You're the son of God. You died for my sins. You resurrected from the grave. And because of your sacrifice, I can spend eternity. I can spend paradise with you. If you're praying that prayer right now for the first time, I just want you to click or write in the comments, I decided, I've decided, I remember, I'm remembering. Just, just confess right now, that's me. I'm making that decision. Click the button right there. We, we want to help you. We want to go on the journey with you. We believe that Jesus is invading your life. And, you know, Don Shree, people have been, have been texting the last couple of days. Yes. We gave our number out. These are just ways we're trying to connect to people. 305. Yeah. 501-1890, get my number. But um, just on the text that came in, Michelle from Huntington Park, California, pray for my relationship and clarity. Yes, Cynthia, she's praying tonight for a miracle for her great-grandmother and her great-aunt in New York who are suffering from COVID. Uh, Tori from Doral, Florida, texted me today saying, I'm praying for my grandparents, critical mental and health, physical health. Um, Kula from New York City, pray for loneliness and anxiety. We believe God right now can bring peace even to that place. Amen. Jacqueline, we're praying for you as you're asking for protection over your husband and your dad for their business and your brother is recovering from COVID. Mm. We're going to pray for these needs and we're going to pray for you before we worship again. But really what we're doing in prayer is we're just going, God, we remember that you're the God who loves us. Yes. God loves you. If you get that revelation today, yes. You can get through anything. He loves you. He is for you. I know there's bad stuff and scary stuff happening around us, but that does not stop or prevent the love of God. And He loves when we call upon Him. There is no need too big and there certainly is no need too small. No. He just loves us calling upon Him. So don't you going to pray for these needs, but for the, your needs before we worship again. Lord, thank you so much for every single person, God, yes, uh, watching wherever they are. Lord, you know their situation. You know their name. You know their every thought. Yes, God. God, you know their needs. Lord, right now we choose to remember the price that you paid 2,000 years ago yes, God. on Good Friday. God, we choose to remember the pain you walked through, God. Indescribable horrors, God, that you suffered. God, because you loved us. And Jesus, we say thank you tonight. We say thank you. And God, as we say thank you, Lord, we also know that you care about the things that we're walking through today, or that you gave your life not just to secure our eternity, 
but so that we would be able to walk with you in the here and now so that we could yes. have access into the throne room of heaven, Lord, so that we could find comfort and peace and power through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yes, and so God, I just pray for every one of these needs, Lord, yes, that you Lord. would heal bodies that are sick. Yes, Lord. Lord God, that you would restore relationships. Yes, Lord, Jesus. that you would provide for businesses and employees, God, and for families and for marriages in the Thank name you, of God. Jesus. We pray that you would meet every physical yes, need, Lord. every emotional desire. God, we just pray right yes, now that God. you would make your love known in such a powerful way. And God, we recognize you already have 2,000 years ago. So we remember the cross. We remember the empty grave. God, we take up our responsibility and we thank you, Father God, for your love that yes, created Lord. this miracle. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. It helps so much. For more content from VU and to connect with us, go to vuchurch.com. We love you. The best is yet to come.